You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Morning Breath. This is your radio and podcast. We've been doing this at East Coast for over 20 years and honored to have you joining us today. Whichever way it is, I I personally catch it a lot of times on the podcast, but I've done it on the radio for years as well. It's Tuesday, November 9th. And my name is Christian. I'm one of the pastors here on staff and honored to be spending time with you. Today, I have a co-host with me, Isaac Eberts. Isaac, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good morning, Pastor Christian. You've got one of those last names that the more I think about it, the worse I say it. So <laughs> yep. Isaac was graduating from our ECCU recently, and <laughs> I, I know his name very well. I've been doing life with him for almost 10 years, and I know how to say his last name, but you know how it is when you think about it, yes. and then you say it wrong. And yep. so what did you, you said like Herberts. Eberts, or, Eber, Herberts, it, it was something. like Herberts and Eberts combined. I'm sorry. The more you think, the worse yep. it gets. So tell them <laughs> how people can get connected with Morning Breath and stay tuned in with what's going on. Of course, our best way to do this is just download our East Coast app on um, iOS, Android, whatever device you have. Just search East Coast app in your app store, or you can visit us on our website. That's eccc.us, or you can call the church office at 321-452-1060. And our receptionist, uh, Miss Ernestine, will be able to help you and get you whatever you need. We can email you, physically mail you things. We'll get you covered. Whatever you need, we will be able to help and get that information to you. That's great. Awesome. Definitely best way to stay connected. And we believe that morning breath will change your life. When you get in the Word of God every single day, it does something. Is It seems so simple, but it's so profound. Just spending some time in the Word and allowing God to breathe and to speak to you through it is... When I show up and I don't have an agenda, it's certainly different. If I'm preparing to preach a message, then I'm going in there looking to do some work. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I need to convey this to someone else. But when I can get in and just read the Bible for myself and let God speak to me, it's amazing what happens. And as much as I do almost all of my Bible involvement through my phone, when I get out a paper Bible, it is something special. So I don't know which which format you use on the radio, like if you're out there listening, if you're a phone or just a paper, but maybe mix it up. Yep. Sometimes when I listen to it in a different translation, it really jumps out to me. Or if I get out my old New King James, what I used to study, and it's got all of the highlights and mm-hmm. the, it's got special notes written in the margin, it's something special. So spend some time in the Word today and let it change your life. Yeah. And if you're listening to this today on the day that this comes out, yeah. we got something tomorrow. What is it, Pastor Yeah, it's Christian? incredible. We've got Night of Worship coming up. So this is going to be tomorrow, November 10th at 6.30 p.m. This is a special event where for East Coast, we come together from all of our locations and we worship together in one big evening. And there's like maybe a five-minute encouragement word, but the rest of it is all worship. And yeah. it is amazing. It's something that my wife plans our family vacations around and she never wants to miss it for anything. And it's really special. You can go to the website to get more information, but we'd love to see you tomorrow. Tell us about some other things that are coming up here. Yes, we also have East Coast Kids Alive. It is going to be an incredible event for the family, so make sure you all come out to that. That's November 19th. That is 7 to 8 p.m., so only one hour long. I am uh, on the team that's behind the scenes planning this, and the team has done an incredible job. That's going to be awesome. We have so many amazing things, new things that we're bringing out this year, and we are so excited to have your family at that event. Once again, it's East Coast Kids Live, an event for the whole family at our Merritt Island campus 
on November 19th. Yep. And that's focused in for K through sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. That's the age yes. that we're targeting for it. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. And then just we want to remind you every time we're on here is that check out our events page and our, our app for more details because there's so many cool things coming up. Is yep. that we would bore you with all the details, <laughs> but there's a lot of great stuff. So yes. make sure you check that out. And make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Just search East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, we're going to get into this. Today we are in John 5, and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. What are you reading today? I'm also doing NLT today. Nice, I like it. It's a good translation. So there's 47 verses. Okay. Why don't you take the first 23, Okay. and then I will take it from 24 forward. Okay, sounds good. I must say unto you, read so. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, was the pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing? They demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, My father is always working, and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will be truly astonished. For just as the Father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the Son gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the Father judges no one. Instead, he has given the Son absolute authority to judge, so that everyone will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son is certainly not honoring the Father who sent him. Verse 24, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. And I assure you that the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. The Father has life in himself, and he has granted that same life, giving power to his Son. And he has given him authority to judge everyone because he is the Son of Man. 
Don't be so surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's Son, and they will rise up again. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life, and those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just, because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid. But someone else is also testifying about me. And I assure you that everyone, he's, everything he says about me is true. In fact, you sent investigators to listen to John the Baptist, and his testimony about me was true. Of course, I have no need of human witnesses, but I say these things so that you might be saved. John was like a burning and shining lamp, and you were excited for, him, for a while about his message. But I have a greater witness than John, my teaching and my miracles. The Father gave me these works to accomplish, and they proved that he sent me. And the Father who sent me has testified about me himself. You have never heard his voice or seen him face to face, and you do not have his message in your heart, because you do not believe me, the one he sent to you. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scripture points to me, yet you refuse to come to me and receive this life. Your approval means nothing to me, because I know you don't have God's love within you. For I have come to you in my Father's name, and you have rejected me. Yet if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you can't believe, for you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Yet isn't it I who will accuse you before the Father? Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, in whom you put your hopes. If you really believe Moses, you will believe me, because he wrote about me. But since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? Amen. All right, John 5. Man, there's a lot of stuff. This is a lot of red letters from Jesus. Mm-hmm. As he's kind of laying it out on them and making some things plain. Yeah. What stood out to you? Let me know. Honestly, just the in the very beginning, I would say um, how Jesus, it said in verse, uh, in verse 6, when Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time. But this was before that Jesus ever talked to the man. So he knew that the sick man had been sick for a long time without even talking to him. And I think that's just so cool how, I mean, you see this throughout, you know, Jesus' life and his ministry, but it's just that cool picture of Jesus already knows what we're going through. All we have to do is ask him for healing. He already, he knows when we're sick, but then he reached out and said, would you like to get well? And instead of the sick man going, of course I want to get well. I've been sick for 38 years. He goes, I can't, for no one can put me into the pool. Yeah. And so it's it's just a cool picture that that one, Jesus already knew that he had been ill. Yeah. So he he knows everything about us, right? So that's a cool picture and that. But then he just he just commanded faith, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Just yeah. that whole entire picture yeah. of even even the even the sick man who didn't really have much faith. I mean, Jesus asked him, Would you like to get well? And he replied, I can't. And instead of Jesus going, okay, you have no faith. You're saying you can't, mm-hmm. you can't get well, whatever, you know, and just leaving him. He continued to tell him, okay, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And then the man responded in great faith. Yeah. He ended up leading him there. I yeah. love that too. Is that was a verse that I had highlighted is Jesus asked him, 
would you like to get well? Mm -hmm. And he asked us, like, what's the desires of your heart? The Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart and whatsoever you, you desire, ask and you will receive it. And so that's a big part of it is that our faith and our desires are a big part versus maybe a concept of just saying, you know, Jesus did famously say in the Garden of Eden or Garden of Gethsemane is thy will be done. Mm -hmm. And so we have this picture, but Jesus also makes it very, very clear that you shall have whatever you say, is that you can desire and speak those things. And then I really, I was highlighting here on verse 10, it says, so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry your sleeping mat. And here, these people didn't concern themselves with a broken man who had been paralyzed. Mm -hmm. They were more concerned about religious rules. Is this idea of like religiosity, is that they're so caught up on the do's and the don'ts and trying to just follow the law, which the Bible makes clear that the law never fulfilled or it, it never accomplished anything is it really pointed to the need for a savior? Mm-hmm. Is it said, hey, we need a better solution because you can't do it on your own. Jesus was the only one who was without fault, but he was the one who came to accomplish the law and say, you need grace, you need God, you need him yep. to be able to cover you instead of just doing it your own way. And it makes me think about this idea. How would we respond to Jesus today? As I grew up kind of like punk rock, if you don't know me well, as I was a skateboarder and in a punk rock bands, and I was a little bit like anti-establishment. And when I read the Bible, I even see Jesus counterculture in this way, mm-hmm. is that he was hanging out with the drunkards. He was doing things unconventional. He was shaking up the social norms. Yeah. As they were all upset, they're like, why don't your disciples wash their hands? Why are they doing this? Why mm-hmm. are they doing that? They were always questioning, and if Jesus walked into our church today, how would we respond? Mm-hmm. I think that we would be taken aback because yeah. it's like, hey, that's not how we do it. This is this way. This is this mm-hmm. rule. This is that system. And we need to open up our minds and our eyes a little bit to be like, God wants to draw outside the lines. He wants to be able to do things different. He says, see, I'm doing a new thing. You know, it's not just the same old system. And this is a great example of him shaking it up and then someone's life being radically changed because of it. Yeah, no, that's good of of shaking up what we believe, you know, and like, because these people, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the the Jewish leaders in this chapter, they believe so strongly in their laws and what they know, right? Yep. They they know what they know. They're they're stuck on it. They're like, you can't even pick up your sleeping mat on the Sabbath. Yep. You can't heal people on, you know, they're just like so stuck in and also later in the chapter, then they freak out because Jesus claimed himself as an equal to yeah, God. Yeah. Whoa, you can't do this that. Is crazy, yeah. And so every single thing that Jesus did, they didn't like it because yeah. it totally it totally changed what they thought. They're right. in like tunnel vision. Yeah. And for us, for me, I honestly find myself in tunnel vision a lot of times where I believe what I believe. Yep. I'm not really open to change. Yeah. I'm not really open to, to maybe hearing God speak to me as much. And I think that for all of us, we can take one step closer to being more like Jesus in this way and and opening our eyes and not being so tunnel vision on just letting the Holy Spirit speak to us yeah. on on what what is the truth, right? Yeah. The tr- what even though we've done something a certain way forever, right? Yeah. From for our whole lives, we might have done something a certain way. But what is that thing that we're we want to be open about and say Jesus, is this how you want me to do this? Yeah. Should I change? I mean, Lord, help me get out of this tunnel vision or mindset. This rut. Yeah, you get stuck in a rut and not change yeah. it up. Even Jesus called him out and he says, which one of you, if you had your ox fall in a ditch, mm-hmm. would it 
save him on the Sabbath day. Like that's working, yeah. but because it has such a huge profit to you, your ox could be your income and such a big thing. It's like, you're going to break it. Yeah. Aren't these people more precious mm-hmm. than just your income? Yeah. And so it's a choosing to follow the rules and sometimes, but not in others. Yeah. And we, we use a term here at church and some of you may have heard it is talking about what is your sacred cow and what is that thing that you've done for so long that maybe you need to let go of? And we did that at East Coast. I was actually just thinking about this last week is for years, everybody did church on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And now we do a once a month night of worship. Mm-hmm. But it was just, you do church on Sunday, you do church on Wednesday, and it's yeah. a Bible study, and that's what people do. But when we looked at it and we started really examining what's the attendance, what's the participation, could we do something better. And so when we decided now almost 10 years ago to stop doing a regular Wednesday night service, we said, let's take that money and the resources and let's put it into small groups. So we're going to choose to reimburse for the cost of childcare for people to do small groups. And now we've got 45 small groups that are happening instead of just a Wednesday night service with maybe a hundred and something people there is we're like, is this a sacred cow? Like you can't stop doing church on Wednesday. That's blasphemy. Like that's another church day. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, maybe we can, and maybe we can just put all of our efforts into one of them. That's special and exciting. And we'll do food trucks and bring everybody in, but we can do something different. So I love where you're going with that. Isaac is, Ask God, what are maybe some things that you could re-examine to do different, to like ask God to to breathe on or speak? Because I wonder what would have happened if the Jewish leaders saw Jesus. So they knew that Jesus had the ability to heal people. Yeah. They knew that he had that. He he they they kept seeing it happen throughout his ministry. And I wonder what powerful change would have happened if the Jewish leaders would have had a maybe a you know, got out of the tunnel vision and said, wow, you're, you're okay. So obviously you're healing people. It's obviously there's, there's something good going on here. You're claiming to be, uh, you know, equal with God. we don't necessarily agree with that, but tell us more. Right. But instead it said that they, um, plotted, I'll find the verse, but it says, there it is. Verse 18. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to kill him. Yeah. And so oh, they just saw it as a threat. Yeah, it was a threat to their power, mm-hmm. to their way of doing things. They didn't want the Romans to to smash them down again if they yep. thought that there was an uprising. And yep. like, what do we see as a threat when it could be a move of God? Exactly. And that happens a lot of times. As you could see, God is doing something, and people immediately just perceive it as this is going to threaten my way of doing things. These these new people or these young people or this different people are mm-hmm. going to shift things up. And we can see that when you look at church history at Azusa Street, or you could see these other revivals where we look at them now with great affection of, man, look at that move of God. But they were met with a lot of resistance as people are like, well, God can't do it that way. He's not going to do a, a revival in an airport, which has happened in mm-hmm. Canada, or a revival at Brownsville or these different things that God is always looking to do a new thing. Yeah, that's so good. Did anything else stick up to you, Pastor Christian? Yeah, so I like this idea of Jesus just saying, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does mm-hmm. only what he sees the father doing. And people, I've heard this before, is you'll have people that will be these different camps that are like, hey, I'm all about the father. You know, we need to spend more time with the father. Or someone's like, I'm just Jesus, or I'm just all Holy Spirit. And that's the beauty of the Trinity is that it is truly three in one is Jesus came to reconnect us with the father, 
but Jesus is so important, is that we pray in Jesus's name. And so if you were to just say, I'm going to look at the Old Testament and I'm going to pull out the truths from there, you're going to look at the first you know, six books, or I'm only going to read the Old Testament, but not take into the account the, mm-hmm. the Old Testament and what happened, or I'm not going to pay attention to Paul's letters. I'm only going to focus on the gospel. It's like, no, you need to look at the whole breadth of it. And it's good. I'm going to be teaching a class for our university here at the end of November. It's the the Tuesday before Thanksgiving is our first class, and it's how to study and understand the Bible. And it's really good when you look at the whole breadth of everything and you see what you call the red thread of Jesus appears in the Bible in Genesis, but they just don't call him by name mm-hmm. yet. As you see in wow. the creation is that he's there all throughout and it's a, a central theme, but you begin to look at the Bible in its full context and let it really come alive. And this is a great reminder. We had read it in John one last week is that the, the word was made flesh. And so Jesus is the word, but then you see the triune God with father, son, Holy spirit, all working together. They don't need to be in opposition. They're not battling for power, mm-hmm. but they're working together. That's so good. And it's just at the end of it, I, I liked how Jesus, I mean, for the last 20 verses, that was all Jesus talking yeah. of. There's a lot you, of red letters. Yeah. If you really believed Moses, you would believe me. And just, it goes right along with what you're saying. I yeah. loved, I love that thought of you have to take the Bible you know, you have to take the trend. You have to take all of that as one big breath, one big yep. thing. And you have to believe all of it because not just one thing can be true. It all has to be yeah. true and it all is true. And that's just something that I know a lot of people um, only believe certain parts of the Bible or yep. they'll agree, okay, you know, yes, this is sin, but that's not sin. Yeah. And that's, you just can't look at it that way. Yeah. And I feel like that's how, I mean, the Jewish leaders acted of, you know, they were okay with some things, yeah. but mo- not the most important things. And it was just interesting how they like picked and chose what was important. And it's just, we have to believe everything. Every word that Jesus said, every red letter in our Bibles, yeah. we have to believe And when we say that. red letter, I've used that a few times, and your printed Bible and in the Bible app, mm-hmm. the red letters are the letters of Jesus. And yeah. so that's him speaking directly. That's, you know, his words as it was shared. And I love that context. And even looking at Moses, you know, the the children of Israel, they didn't see Moses as some great savior at the time. They opposed him. Yeah. Like he went up on Mount and they started making a golden calf and sacrificing it. And they they fought against him. But then it's always in hindsight that they're like, oh, look at that great leader. Yeah. Same thing with David. Yeah. They held up David in great esteem later, but at the time they opposed him. And the same thing with Jesus. So let's just open our eyes and appreciate the leaders that are around us now and not make it to be to where after they've passed away, that we appreciate them like Moses, like David, like Jesus, but to appreciate the men of God that God has put and the leaders that are in our lives now, like that's a good reminder that kind of strikes me. It's like, we are in the best days now. Yeah. And let's not wait until 10 years down the road to appreciate them or later in our lives. It's good. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with you. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, welcome back. Isaac, you had a thought there. Why don't you share it with everybody? Of course, yeah. Verse 14, um, this is um, after Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. Um, and then Jesus later finds him and says, uh, now you are well. This is Jesus talking to the man who he just healed. He said, now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. And now we can look at that and it can hit us a little hard yeah. of, okay, stop sinning or else something bad's going to happen to me. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. But 
honestly, as I'm thinking about that, it's not it's not necessarily a threat. It's more of a warning. Yeah. Of our sin has consequences, and yeah. we can't be naive to the fact that our sin our sin has major consequences. Yeah. Not not necessarily from God. Not God looking down on us saying, "Oh my gosh, you sinned. You, I'm going to, you know, the whole thought of lightning bolts and yeah. he's going to curse you." And all. that's not true. That's not true at all. But it's just that warning that Jesus said, "Stop sinning, or else something even worse may happen to you." Based on his actions. Yeah, your and, decisions are going to bring these consequences upon you. The wages of sin is death, and the worst yeah. things that have happened in my life happened when I was out doing my own knucklehead things. Exactly. And I dealt with the consequences. Yeah, and I like that. Of okay. I'm healed, I'm walking, I, I believe in Jesus. Now I gotta just take one more step yeah. to not be perfect, yeah. to not perfection, but just progression. Just work towards, stop that sin, and make sure that something even worse doesn't happen when we can yeah. avoid it. That's great, I love that idea. Let's just take one more step towards God, towards his healing, towards his abundant life for us. God bless, we pray that you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.